0: Most people's first fire is like a single tree on fire that you just look at and deal with. And it's not at all like that kind of devastation. I'm just like trying not to like annoy anyone and just feeling like, okay, I'm not really like part of this team yet. Am I going to be able to keep up? Am I going to be a safety issue? Because maybe I can't keep up and I'm not going to be able to work
1: hard enough. From outside, this is The Daily Rally short stories of resilience in the face of big challenges and unexpected adventures. Today, a rookie firefighter strives for acceptance and finds her superpower. After this.
0: My name is Katrina Moore. I grew up in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, I really enjoy getting out for some long trail runs. And then in the winter, you can definitely find me doing some epic skate skis with my dog. Actually, right now, I'm in Arkansas for work, so it might be a little noisy. There's cars going by on the highway behind me. Back in my 20s, I was feeling super lost. Um, I had already worked a bunch of really random jobs, but I had two friends who were wildland firefighters, and I was just really intrigued by it. So after talking to them a little bit more, I decided to apply. I didn't actually think I would get hired. When people think of a firefighter, they definitely don't picture me. So yeah, I'm I'm five feet tall, pretty much have been since middle school, like haven't really grown very much. And I wouldn't say I'm like a bird-boned uh, woman, but like definitely smaller in stature and size. And. I don't feel like I look very young, but that's the perception I get from other people. It's just like, oh, this is like a, a tiny woman child like running around in the woods. Like. I had no fire school, like I had no training. I had literally nothing. All I had written on my application was like, I'm a long distance runner, trail runner. I've done long backpacking trips and I was just feeling like maybe someone will hire me based on my outdoor activities. Like that was just my like hail Mary sentence that I threw into my application. And it actually worked. So I showed up in Northern California and most of the guys, um, they were like ranch kids. They were all like pretty buff and like most of them were tall. Like I think the shortest guy on that crew was even out of like 20 was like maybe 5'8". So your yellow is your button-down shirt and, um green pants. So they they issue me my, my yellow and my greens and they're like two sizes too big. I'm like rolling the cups. I had to like cut eight inches off my pants and everything. I just immediately felt like this gear doesn't even fit me. Like I don't know what I'm doing here. There was one other woman and then within the first two weeks she failed out and I just felt completely out of my element, and I was like, there's no way I can hike with these guys and carry a saw, and then you carry a Dolmar. So it's two and a half um, gallons of saw mix and bar oil. And it's 25, 30 pounds, and I was just like, there's no way I can carry this weight. And then I'm also 26 years old, which is pretty old for getting into fire. Most people get into fire, like, out of high school in some small towns and then in in college. Everyone was professional and was helping me at work tasks, but no one was, like, inviting me to do stuff after work or, like, hang out. Like, I was in the bunkhouse, and they definitely weren't warming up to me at all. It was late June or early July. We were on project work, just like normal day, just cutting junipers, and then we got a call that we had a fire assignment. We drove from Northern California to Pocatello, Idaho. So it's really like a weird headspace to be in sometimes like driving to an incident. You know, like really bad things are happening. You can't do anything until you get there. I'm just kind of freaking out in the backseat, just trying not to annoy anyone and just feeling like, okay, I'm not really like part of this team yet. Am I gonna be a safety issue? Cause maybe I can't keep up and I'm not gonna be able to work hard enough and be an asset finally show up to this fire in Poctello And it had unfortunately been a subdivision that had burned to the ground. I found out later that someone had been welding a fence in a field, in a super dry field, and then it was kind of windy, and that burning slag from his welding had just taken off. And people literally had five to like no minutes to like grab whatever they could and flee the subdivision basically the fire had made its big push the night before we arrived and so all the houses were already like burned and they're smoking and there's like a lot of debris everywhere and there's just skeletons of houses and barns and people's garages and things are all melted together and there's just like chimneys standing and I had never ever seen anything like that in person I mean you see pictures on the news of things that had happened but just to see like that level of devastation and then one of our squads had run into like just groups of horses that were super thirsty and just hadn't had food and were like really, really scared. The fire was still burning behind the houses. And so what we were tasked with doing was mopping up and securing the edge to make sure the fire didn't spread anymore. I just was listening to people and started following them and just like kind of doing what I could. But at one point there was like a hill. And so the thing you use a lot, especially if you're a crew and you don't have an engine with access to a lot of water, is a bladder bag. They carry five gallons of water, so they weigh about, like, 40, 45 pounds, depending on how full you can get them. So I'm already carrying my, like, 35-pound pack, and they were like, hey, Katrina, like, grab that bladder bag and, like, walk up this hill. And I almost laughed. I, like, remember looking at my captain just with disbelief, where I'm like, I'm so small. Like, what do you mean? Like, look over at this guy. He's huge, and he's done this before. Like, I can't carry that. I just thought, I don't know, it wasn't like I was trying to shirk my duty, but I just, like could not imagine putting that weight on my body and like walking up this hill and continuing to work the idea of like carrying 75 80 pounds on my back was just like so inconceivable to me and then I realized oh he is serious like I need to do this or like I'm probably just going to be cut like that other girl I have to like do something and so I just was like okay just put it on your back and just walk one step at a time Maybe I can just carry it for five minutes, and if it's too much, I can try and find someone I can, like, pass it on to or just tell him, like, hey, maybe I'll just ease into it. I just didn't know my plan, but I was, like, knew at that point I had to put this on my back or, like, I'm failing. And I did. I had no idea what I was doing. So I was just kind of like, hey, guys, like, what, where do you want this? Or like, what do I do with this? And so they were like, okay, here's like hot ash. Just spray some water in this ash. And then they started moving it around with their tool. And kind of like if you're mixing up leftovers in the microwave. So then it's all the same temperature and it cools down. So that's the point of the bladder bag. I went down and like filled it up. I like did that hill three times and just, it just felt like mentally and physically just was like a huge hurdle and I realized like it's super heavy at first but then you just like walk and you stop every once in a while and you just work with a partner and you just like spray your water out and it just gets lighter and lighter so it's pretty amazing that just that one thing to me like such an insignificant part of my job now was the key to finally feeling like oh I can do this job and after that one of the guys was like hey, you did a really good job today. I could see you were working really hard and saw you carrying that. And I think it was just really validating, even though I don't always feel like external validation is what you need internally to like feel like you did a good job. It just meant a lot. After that day, I became part of the crew. I was a team member, and I felt like they finally saw that they could count on me. The guys treated me a lot differently, and they started inviting me out. Like We had one place in town where you can go sing karaoke on Thursdays and, like, they invited me out to karaoke and we got to, like, bring Steinerbach and, like, be crazy and whatever. I sing Total Eclipse of the Heart because that's my go-to. Always. Right? do you tell people who are, like, new to fire or under me on my engine or someone who wants to get to fire is, like, just don't underestimate yourself. It's easy to let other people's opinions influence what you're capable of. And, like, you just have to put it on sometimes or just take that step and just try it and just see what happens. Just be curious about it. And I found my strengths that I'm good at in fire and it balances out maybe other people's weaknesses. And that's just part of being a fire team. I feel like it sounds really corny, but in those ways where they're like the superhero teams, it's like everyone has those strengths and you like use those together to like be the best, most efficient team.
1: Katrina Moore is a federal wildland firefighter leisure athlete, and writer living in McCall, Idaho. Her website, the5footfirefighter.com, provides information on what the job is really like and how to navigate applying for the position. That's F-I-V-E-F-T, firefighter.com. You can also find her on Instagram at K-G-M-O-H-R. This episode was produced by Sarah kessler we want to hear your stories. Please nominate the people in your life who found a way to rally. Go to outsideonline.com slash dailyrally, where you can also see photos of many of our guests. The Daily Rally was created for Outside by me, Kat Jaffe, and House of Pod. The executive producer for Outside is Michael Roberts. Additional production and script editing by Marin Larson. Our audio editors are Kevin Seaman and Benny Beausoleil. And our music is composed by Louis Weeks. We appreciate our Outside Plus members who make this show possible. If you're not already a member, you can join us at outsideonline.com slash Thank you for listening.